The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good afternoon. It is the 10th day of July in the Lord's year 2023. I'm Mac McCoy, and thanks for taking your time out today to listen to The View from a Pew. You can reach me at my email, which is Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at theviewfromapew.com. And we'd love to hear from you if you've got some uh, things you'd like to talk about. And what I really want to hear from you is if we don't do it right. You know, I used to be in the restaurant business, and people would say, oh, I love your cheeseburgers. And I'd say, thank you. Make sure you tell me when you don't, because that's what's important. My co-host, uh, Delmar Austin, is in the building today, and we had such a wonderful response from you on the program that we did Fourth of July week on God and Country. Uh, Delmar uh, dived back in, because you're a history buff. Well, I like talking about history, yes. Yeah, so he dived back in, and we're going to spend another week with you on God and Country, uh, if you don't mind, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and to give us feedback. So how the heck are you? I am good. I had a good 4th of July weekend. I got to see family, got to eat some good food, got to watch some fireworks, so... Did yep. you did you get to light any fireworks? You're so, let me see your hands. No, I have you all still got ten, ten All right, yeah. there you go. All right. Yeah, the, I'll obviously you always hear the bad stories, you know, after know. Fourth of July. But I don't think there was a bunch in Omaha. I think maybe a, a garage burned down or something like that. Yeah, but, I think I heard that. All right. So last week we talked about God and country, which is a, a very popular. Uh, topic. We got a lot of good feedback on it, and we're going to do that again this week. So give me kind of the overview, uh, if you will, just like a couple minutes of what we talked about last week and now what we're going to talk about this week and how they tie together. Well, we started out last week, and we talked a little bit about my experience. Uh, I told you I'm a religious guy, but I'm also a very patriotic person, and I believe that I'm that way for several different reasons. Uh, I believe in the American dream. The American dream is, is something that I believe is bigger than what we normally think of in those terms. But I really believe in that and, and believe that's what drew people to this country. All right, so here's a question for you, and I should have asked you this last week, but I didn't. When you and I were growing up, the American dream was owning a house. Yes. Owning a house. Back then, it was a one-stall garage. If you really were spiffy, yes. you'd get a one-stall garage. Uh, what do you think the American dream is here now, 60 years later? Well, I think it's it's pretty much that. It's, it's owning a house. It's maybe running your business. It's becoming financially successful in this country. And... Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, every, everybody has some dreams about being economically independent and, and being able to have the money that, that they need in life. And, you know, I'm, I know that's the way that it's usually identified, the American dream. I think the American dream was something very different when it got started. 
And it, it still ought to be that. And we talk about it uh, in terms of, you know, certain things we believe this country is about. That's, to me, what the American dream is. The American dream says, hey, there are some principles that were core beliefs that started out this country. And, and that's what it should be about. That's why we're so thankful to live in this country, not just that I can have a good living, but that I can live according to these principles. And I believe two of those principles, two of those values okay. are very important, freedom and equality. Okay. That would certainly be something we were founded on. Well, and, and I want to read it. You even. want to talk politics, I'll tell you why I'm not sure it's there anymore, but that's another day, another story. Well, well, we'll touch on some politics as we go, but here is July 4, 1776. Yeah. Here's a statement that everybody signed. Jefferson wrote it. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that's equality, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's about freedom, okay? We believe those. That's the American dream. Back at that time, there weren't all sorts of countries around the world that, that lived according to those values. Oh, very few, in fact. Right, and so, so they were establishing something new. They were establishing something that we could live in a, in a new way that hadn't, hadn't really been tried and, and worked out in the past. So that is a statement of the American dream. And, and it's okay <laughs> to own things, and it's okay to have a stable income and, and all that. But the American dream is about these values, about these principles, and that's what unites us. That's what unites us to our country, because this country is a place where those values can be lived out. Absolutely. My co-host, as always, is Delmar Austin. I'm Mac McCoy. If I haven't told you lately, thanks for listening. Love this job. Couldn't do it without you. We are live on YouTube. We are also live on several Facebook pages. And you can always get us uh, at YouTube.com and then search for The View from a Pew. So we're talking about our second week on God and Country. And uh, you've got listed here, because we've got some notes, the land of the free. We live in the land of the free. We live in, the, in, in this kind of country because it was one of the highest values that we had when, pe- when, when European settlers came over to America. And, and I know there was history here before, but there was a reason this country was established the way that it was, and freedom was one of those high values. Now, we've read that in the Declaration of Independence, right? right. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Where did Jefferson come up with those ideas? I mean, he lived in a world that was full of authoritarianism, that you had to do what the king said, and and, uh, you didn't get to vote on how things are run. How did Jefferson and the other founding fathers come up with these ideas? They were biblical ideas. Yeah, there you go. Well, they certainly didn't talk to African-Americans or their wives because they were kind of let out of the freedom uh, in the beginning. But luckily now we have that for everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to read real briefly. 
in regards to freedom. What does the Bible have to say? John chapter 8, Jesus is talking, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus comes to this world to reveal truth, and the outcome of revealing that truth is that we will be free. He wants our freedom. He desires our freedom. God made us as free moral agents, and he wants us to experience freedom. It's, it's never God's intention that, that mankind should subjugate each other and tell each other what to do. He made us to have freedom. That's a biblical concept. And people, even that lived in authoritarian countries where the king had the final say in everything, they recognized something's wrong. This was not the way that we were created. Now, there are countries now that have kings, but they're not necessarily the king. Now, of course, in England, we have the king, which is now Charles. But a lot of other countries, they have many kings. Is that just kind of like the way they would call a senator or a congressman or something like that? To tell you the truth, I don't know exactly you know, how they work it in, in many different countries. Uh, in England, the king is considered the head of state, but he has very little uh, yeah. legislative powers at all. He is, he is the spokesperson for the country. Yeah, he's really the PR guy. Right. Yeah, because they have a, a who's the head of their country? They have prime a prime minister. Prime minister. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. This is the view from a pew. I'm Mac McCoy. My co-host is Delmar Austin. Austin. That's with an A. And uh, we're talking about God and country. And uh, we just read a little book, a little bit from John eight thirty two. And you shall know the truth, and it shall set you free. There's also some real wonderful stuff in the beginning of Genesis. Yeah, and that has to do with the other value we talked about, equality. What does God say when he creates man? The very first. What does Genesis tell us? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created humanity in his image that says that everyone who is born into this world, every human being is created in the image of God. Every, every person that you come across in life, every person that you meet was created in God's image. No matter what condition, no matter what status, we are so good uh, as human beings, to create all sorts of levels, all sorts of, of positions of status. Yeah. And, well, I'm better than you because oh, quick. I, I got this degree, or I'm better than you because I got a higher job. Yeah. Or, you know, we, we look at this all the time, and uh, that's not the way God created it. Every person is created in his image. Every person has rights. Every person ought to have freedom, and we ought to view mankind in this way. You know, it's interesting. We're in a Bible study together, and I finally learned, just shows you how long it takes for some of us, that image is not necessarily a visual, and I always thought it was. But God's own image would also be grace and love and forgiveness and all those other things, which is a part of his, uh, his character. His character, that's right. And his character 
is placed within mankind too. I believe that man was born as a sinless person, but he had the opportunity, but he had the freedom to choose because God doesn't force people. Now, we also know that there's an ABC, the most important, the second most important, and the third most important. And what are those? Well, as, as I think about it in my relationship with this country, you know, what, what conclusions uh, ha, would you arrive at? What kind of conclusions? As a Christian, my relationship with my country starts out with A, God always comes first. You bet. B, the United States has played a special role in history. When I look at the United States, I don't just see the country I live in and everybody's patriotic to their own country. No, there's more to it than that. It has a special place in history, and we have to admit America's had its blind spots. Yeah, we've not always been perfect. All right, well, tomorrow we've got the Roman Road with Theo, and then we'll be back on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday as we continue to talk about God and country. And uh, one of the questions I'm going to ask you when we come back is, the United States still a Christian country today? And we'll talk about that. When we come back, we're live on YouTube at youtube.com. Search for The View from a Pew. I'm Mac McCoy, and if I haven't told you lately, thanks for listening. Love this job. Couldn't do it without you. Remember, you can always get a hold of me at Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at The View from a Pew. We'd like to thank the good folks over at divinetruthchristian.com, and uh, you can order online or in person at 84th and Harrison. And thanks to them for sponsoring The View from a Pew. Find truth, Christian store, where you'll find more.